Coming to you live from an undisclosed location in the Western Hemisphere, we bring you Conspiracy Hour from Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a show where we discuss conspiracy theories and weird shit that happened in the world and their explanations. Who are these people? Where do they come from? And why? Well, I'll tell you. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Today we're talking about fucking Atlantis. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Antarctica. <laughs> I hate you for making me watch and just think of Atlantis as soon as we recorded this. Okay, but wait. There is a theory that Antarctica is just a frozen over Atlantis. I believe it. So mm. you're not far off base from there. Yeah. So we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about some of the bigger ones, which some people have probably heard of either on TikTok or because you've done your own internet research into conspiracy theories, which is actually kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, because there's so many joke sites and it's like if non-serious material. If you're going through material. Google or any major right. search engines like that, it's very difficult to come across accurate information. And I'm pretty sure there's a reason for this. I I hate to be the, the tinfoil hat person, but this is the tinfoil hat podcast. I whoa, mean, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> I know there's actually already one, but we're not them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're putting our tinfoil hats on for this podcast. Yeah, but those guys are fucking hat. No. <laughs> yeah. My heart. I love those I'm guys. I'm just kidding. They're wholesome people. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Sam multiple times. Did you really? Yeah, he's a nice guy. Oh, wow. Anyways. He, does, he talks conspiracy theories on his comedy show sometimes. That's pretty funny. That shit's dumb as fuck. <laughs> uh, In I a think, good way. I think what I like about the conspiracy theories around Antarctica is that not a single person can really confirm most of them just because of how hard it is to get to the area and to look at things. So we have very limited actual footage, photos. It's literally like the perfect place to do some shady shit. I'm just saying. Let's let's talk about some of the geographical information about Antarctica. Right, yeah. For anyone this, who's not familiar. This plate of ice at the bottom of the globe is 5.5 million square kilometers in size. That's for the that's south for all you flat earthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South, yeah. Sorry. We don't <laughs> believe in flat earth here. Wrong podcast if that's what you're looking for. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the giant ice wall at the end of We're the world? We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> you're getting too ahead, John. Hey, we'll get to ice walls in a I'm second. I'm just trying to get to the entrance to the hollow earth. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> that's not in my geographical information notes, sir. Where do you get this information from? Anyways, so <laughs> this place is basically like a desert, but a frozen desert. Temperatures can reach anywhere from negative 90 degrees Celsius. And Jeez. for you Americans out there, that's negative 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Fuck that. Cold as shit, but only gets about one to three centimeters of precipitation per year. Per year, huh? Now, on average, you know, California gets like a few inches at least, even in our dry seasons. They get a few centimeters per year. In the wild. I mean, it makes sense why it's melting and there's not a lot of new material coming. Damn. So how long would you even be in the cold before you just died of exposure? Probably like a few minutes. It can't be. Yeah, it's got to be. It depends, too, because like that's not even accounting for the wind chill. Yeah. So, like, this is a very difficult place to inhabit, right? which you would think is why no one's really settled here. But it actually turns out that there is basically a coalition of countries that, I don't know, do research on Antarctica? They have the Treaty of Antarctica. Yeah, so this treaty was founded in 1959. It's called the Antarctic Treaty System. There's about 30 countries involved with this. And according to the terms of the treaty, military activity, mining, nuclear explosions, and nuclear waste disposal are all prohibited on Antarctica. So they're not letting them do any shady shit as far as we know. Right, yeah. But we, I mean, at this point, we can pretty much just assume the government's lying to us. But you know what's just a strange thing about that fact alone, that there's 30 countries that have come together in agreement to peacefully coexist and do research on this slab of land on the bottom of the globe. It's kind of strange, considering that we are always fighting over who gets what territory. And how is it that we get 30 countries to come together peacefully, supposedly, Uh, under this treaty? (laughs) Well, I do know... That 
in Antarctica, <laughs> Antarctica. I still didn't say it right. Anyway, they there's like they like to uh, play this game where they plant a flag, and then another country knocks it over and then plants their flag. And that's been kind of a funny game they've been doing for like centuries. Just a fucking meme. Yeah, it's like a huge fucking meme. I think Sweden and a few other Nordic countries like to do this to each other. Um, they also do it on other islands like around where their country is. So that's kind of been a thing. But as far as what you're saying, it's suspicious yeah. <laughs> to, to be, have that much cooperation. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's because uh, they are researching into the possibility that their stuff's still living underneath the ice. Not too long ago, they found some microorganisms that were still alive in the ice, which is kind of scary because if they find the wrong place, they could literally find like the bubonic plague or something. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting thing when I was looking into the sort of makeup of the land. There is a lot of underground lakes Yeah, that are frozen over by the Antarctic ice sheet. Now, if that ice sheet were to melt, there's a lot of strange gases and stuff that can build up in those lakes, yeah. including portions of that that are bacteria or viruses that have become dormant underneath the ice sheet. But as soon as they start to warm, they become active again. This yeah. is also an area which um, scientists speculate may have been without ice at some point. And if you adhere to the Pangaea theory, when all of the continents were formed together and then spread apart... This was originally part of that large Pangaea continent that spread out. So there was like lush Greenland and forests and things at some point. I want to talk about this for a second. It's just <clears throat> we have found so many different types of dinosaur bones over the last couple expeditions over the last century. And so it shows, I mean, a lot of those dinosaurs lived in hot climate jungle like areas. Oh, yeah. So, so that's a little more proof. Also, I guess I'm going to just go into conspiracy there. There's also areas on Antarctica where you could see certain types of pyramids, which would probably relate to like a younger civilization back in the day in this jungle-like area, similar to like the Aztecs or something. Wait, you know pyramids? So where? In Antarctica, there's several pyramids. A lot of them are covered with snow and ice, so you wouldn't really be able to tell, but their shape is different from that of a mountain. Mountains tend to have a little bit more of like a rugged shape to them, but these are perfectly symmetrical geometric pyramids. I did not come across that one, so that's interesting. There's um, pyramids literally all over the world. There's not just pyramids in the ancient Aztecs and the ancient Egyptian civilizations, but we could see it in just about every civilization as some sort of pyramid structure that seems to show up, and they're evident all across the land, although a lot of them have been overtaken by nature. Yeah. They're still there if you know where to look. They allowed the Egyptian one to be a tourist site, all right? <laughs> I fully believe that. But that oh. also, that pyramid is very important in particular. Well, I guess to go deeper into like the dive, we'll just start with you. There is certain areas that people are allowed to do research within Antarctica. However, there's also a huge like area that is like basically cut off with a giant wall of ice and there is a no fly, no swim zone in this area. So basically a whole area of this under that treaty is basically a dead, dead man zone. There's no, nothing is allowed over there. And so many have different speculations about what could be out there ranging from Nazi bunker bases with UFOs to the gate of the hollow earth to the lake, which holds a giant, Kraken-like monster. There's all kinds of stuff that are in <laughs> these theories. So, I mean, uh, just pick one and, and uh, we could probably discuss about it. Yeah, so why don't we pick one to start with? I don't know if we'll be able to really get into all of the theories because there are so many, many theories Let's about Let's go with the secret Nazi base. That all sounds right. fun. Because cool. this is like, it's so close to being real. Like, it's so close to being real because they have so we, they have a confirmed expedition that was approved by Nazi Germany before the war started, before World War Two started. And they went there supposedly to figure out if they could possibly set up a whaling operation. And uh, there's been research that's been done into it to see if there was any other reason why they would have gone there, but they couldn't find anything. So it's been speculation 
they did have a station in the Arctic that was a relay station for the U-boats that would pass through there, but nothing else really. Uh, the reason why people were believing this was because um, because of like the the leaders from Nazi Germany that disappeared after after World War II ended and how some ended up in Argentina. So they're like, why couldn't they have gone anywhere else? I know and that- that's a perfect hiding spot, if you ask me. Really difficult climate makes it hard to actually get to search and explore around the area. Don't want to stay out there too long, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Perfect place to hide, though, if you do know what you're doing. Yeah, there was also suspicious activity around the same area, such as, uh, Murray, you mentioned it, the um, Operation High Jump. Yeah, and I'll get into that. I know that the the quote-unquote Nazi base that was there that people speculate on is called Newfoundland. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, basically, they were using this test facility as a way to test uh, window weapons, or, or basically... Powerful weapons. Wunder weapons. Wunder weapons, like in Call of Duty. Wunder. Wunder. But basically, these were technologies. It's insane how much experimental technology they had created in such a short amount of time. Oh, yeah. And that's when we get to the alien theories. But I think we can attach that to this Nazi Antarctica base theory as well. There's a lot of theories that Hitler was in communication with uh, aliens. That's kind of why he wanted to grab the Spear of Longinus. Yeah. Because uh, it was definitely an ancient artifact. It's said to be the spear that killed Jesus. But he would definitely do all kinds of shady stuff and different kinds of rituals to come in contact with higher beings. And then supposedly they came to him and they showed him the UFO. And then so um, this I'm going to go way off. I'm sorry. I apologize for this. But there's speculation that there are testing in Antarctica back in the 1940s of flying saucer like things that the nazis had well they had they had uh prototype experimental airplanes that were shaped like ufos so they were and you can easily find these photos on the yeah you can find where they built the prototypes and probably flew a few of them they some of them are not confirmed because it doesn't look like they ever turned it on it's all just like drawn pencil stuff well some of them are actual photos of, of the like built plane Mm. and um there was even some that were created without a tail Mm. so it ended up looking kind of like your modern day uh like black bomber kind of kind of plane but they were making these towards the tail end of world war ii and it was it was part of that uh that move not movement uh the operation that had all like the the wonder weapons and like this was really where they were trying to find experimental things to use and so they're trying to get jet engines to work and they didn't want to use propellers anymore so they could have faster fighter jets got it and so a lot of them they speculated were flown around certain areas because that's where the bases were Mm. and they may have seen prototype airplanes is what they're guessing that's also like their science maybe some real ones too right um their scientists were also trying to do several different things with like uh What's the word? Resurrection. I know that they wanted to make the oh, eternal yeah. soldier. Oh, he's very much into the occult. Uh, and then the, the crazy one is the... Uh, Hence your Hellboy storyline. Yeah, right. Not only resurrection, but... Um, fuck, you, I lost it. Uh, come back to me. Oh, wait, I remember now. Uh, time travel. <laughs> <laughs> so Hitler wanted to make time travel a real possibility... So he could go to the future and already be a victor. He basically thought that he was going to win the world war and basically have the ability to go in the future and meet his future self and kill it and basically just take it over like that. (laughs) I'm going to need a source for this one. (laughs) Well, my source is any conspiracy nut that looks up anything about Hitler. So here's the other, the other big theory. So there's this giant base in the Antarctic that some of the Nazis fled to. How did they get all this information for time travel, resurrection, and and UFOs, which they made into planes? Well, the theory is that when they were in the Antarctic, they found the hole to hollow Earth. The hollow Earth theory is like a very prevalent theory that's been getting more traction rather than the flat Earth theory because the flat Earthers kind of sound like nuts. Yeah, but like the, the idea of Agartha has been in, in, in history and in text for over millions of years. People believe that there is a place underneath the earth that is basically like a, a version of heaven where the chosen people of certain descent 
animals and even a whole sun are located underneath the hollow earth. And so a whole civilization could thrive and use technologies such as UFOs that they, they get out from mountains that have very high amounts of heat. That's why they're always near the Appalachians or they're always near the um, uh, Mount Shasta and shit like that. So, so here's my theory about Hitler, the aliens, and Agartha. So I'm pretty sure if there's somebody out there that's really familiar with the popular theories about the races of aliens that exist, of course there's going to be a bunch of them. Um, the greys are particularly the ones that people believe worked alongside the Nazis. And the greys are sort of like... I guess you could call them bad guys, per se. And so the theory I have, and I've seen other places as well, is that the Greys were trying to get access to Agartha because they needed some sort of biological information. The Greys are very like weak, sort of bodied aliens, really intelligent, of course, but their race is dying out because their genetic... Uh, code basically doesn't allow their bodies to exist for a very long time mm. and they're in a very weak state which puts them at a vulnerability of their race going extinct so their whole thing about working with the Nazis is they're trying to get uh, information about uh, biogenetic code basically right. humans biogenetic code because we have very sturdy bodies Gotcha. And, and that's where a lot of the experimentations that happened during World War II on the side of both the Nazis and the Japanese, really horrific experiments, some people theorize were encouraged and um, led by these gray alien beings. Well, that just leads me to believe that there's a second kind of race that might be actually in the hollow earth then that aren't the grays that have certain technologies that for most people who say that they find it or they've been in hollow earth, they say that it surpasses anything that we could even fathom in terms of mm -hmm. like um, like the improvements in technology, medicine, and all kinds of stuff. Right. So I think the Greys are trying to get in by using the humans. That makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the, theory, the running theory also, I, I, had a, I have to circle back, is that Hitler never died in World War II. He just used uh, his bunker to get into a submarine to go all the way to the Antarctic and fled flee to the hollow earth so what he left like a body double behind yeah when they found him and his family all i dead. mean I w he had the money right True. i mean i guess but i don't think they'd have the technology at that time to make a convincing double yeah i mean unless everybody was in on it yeah i i don't know the thing is like with the u.s they also remember they 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 had that operation where they took all the nazi scientists yeah, so, the FBI. so this is like real shady stuff that the United States m did where they were like, oh, you want to help us make a nuke? And they were like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Do you want to go on trial or do you want to help the U.S. Right, government? Do you want to go on the <laughs> Nuremberg trial or do you want to help us make a nuke and bomb Japan? And so they were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's uh, let's do the Manhattan Project and then made a nuke. And then um, Oppenheimer was like, why did I do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally does that. And then, you know, two bombs later, we're like, sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm uh, I'm very concerned that there is a whole no fly, no swim area. So that's Antarctica. super creepy. That's super creepy because I can't think of many areas on Earth where people are like, don't go there. You're, you're, you're not, not allowed. allowed to yeah, go you're there. not allowed. Supposedly, it's for environmental protection reasons. Something about like what's even there? Like no flying because they don't want the jet engine fuel to contaminate the air. Supposedly, but like uh, yeah, exactly. What's out there? This isn't like a. This isn't even like a Bermuda Triangle situation. Where like, like as far as we know, there's know? no real life that inhabits Antarctica besides maybe like fucking penguins or something. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that like really sparks people's interest in these kind of things it's like people who are like what's on the dark side of the moon like they just you, you have no way to confirm it so you have to like really theorize about what possibly could they be hiding and why would why would something like this be hidden in the first place so weird um it's just weird vibes all around and then but but the the entrance of the hollow earth one is one of my favorites only because there's like running scientific proof for like people are trying to use to explain it. Like there's giant caves in China. Yeah. That people can go into and they're just like, if this cave can exist, there's the very real possibility that there's entrances and deeper parts of the cave system that might go deeper. Maybe not as deep as the original hollow earth theory suggests, but I'm sure that there's reasons why people thought this 
did exist. Maybe some early explorers who found some of these went in and then came back out. That brings us to Richard C. Berg, who was a scientist and expeditionist that went on to the Antarctic expedition to look at Operation High Jump. Yeah. Operation High Jump was a U.S. sanctioned uh, military effort to basically see if there were actually any Nazis or enemy forces still out there in Antarctica during the Cold War. I thought that was... Okay, so I thought that the official reason they gave for this was to train American soldiers in the likelihood that they would go to war in Siberia to fight Russians. They just had to have a place that was similar, so they went to the Arctic to train. Which is hilarious. I don't know. I feel like that's such a diss on Siberians or Russians. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's cold as shit there, so yeah. I get it. So, I mean, like, yeah, if you could survive in antarctica you sure shit could yeah survive so that was like their quote-unquote official reason people were suspecting that they went there because like you said they were trying to confirm the existence of a base and to figure out a way to attack it and then not too long after there was nuclear tests and so they were like they weren't trying to test stuff they were getting rid of the bases there so that's like the speculation that came out after that when exactly were they doing the nuclear tests? In um, I'd have to look, but it was uh, it was like fifties, like you're very much like your atomic era, okay, where yeah, where the United States was doing stuff. It wasn't until like the uh, nineteen fifty nine that they signed the treaty banning nuclear testing. Oh yeah, so, so now probably this brings prior. us to another theory that they were blowing some shit up in Antarctica and pissed somebody off that was already there, possibly underneath the ice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so they came out and were like, dude, what the fuck? And then they signed the treaty like, hey, guys, uh, can you guys not over here, please? I love that Do your this little is research. A... Just don't over here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is adjacent to Godzilla yeah. film theory, which is um, that they were trying to nuke and kill Godzilla in the Pacific well, I what I think is crazy is the amount of stuff that the Antarctic and Hollow Earth play in cultural media now. How they're portrayed. In, I mean, it, it's very big in Godzilla right now because, like, Godzilla, they had a base in Antarctica and then they had a way to get to a Hollow Earth through many different types of tunnel systems. And then we got to see that in Godzilla versus Kong where you actually go inside the Hollow Earth, which, like, I don't know. It seems like whenever... Hollywood tries to portray these kinds of things that they're also trying to like show you like, Hey, hey look what's really here. But at right. the same time, be like, ah, you'll never see it though. Kind of like to persuade as well as dis dis um, sway opinion about certain things. So we could have these kind of debates and then never get there. Oh, interesting. You, There's a, this interesting you could, uh, universal law about truth is that truth always has to be revealed in some sort of way. And, you can't really stop that. And so in a lot of ways, I feel like Hollywood portrays these things and shows you the truth, but does it in such a way that it's like comical mm. or whimsical or something that couldn't actually happen. And so you think, yeah, no, that's crazy. Something like that could never happen. This is just a fantasy that I'm watching. Right. When in reality, they're telling you exactly what's going on. They're just doing it in such a way that you won't actually know what's going on. Fuck. Antarctica is like insane to me because at the same time they also the nickname for it within a lot of different groups within that people have have named it, it it's named as illuminati disneyland as well hmm. that sounds kind of weird right i mean like i think if anyone were gonna go to antarctica it would be somebody who has a lot of money because you can't just go and get a shack in antarctica oh, you need no. like a fortified base that can withstand the climate and temperatures and it's so isolated no one, like literally no one will come bug you for any fucking reason on Ant fucking Arctica. Yeah. And what a better place to go than the wealthy elite who are up to some extremely shady shit and have a lot of eyes on them, you know? Yeah. And then eventually uh, we get to Richard C. Berg, who is, like I said, an expeditionist doing just routine stuff until him and his party come across. And as what Richard wrote into his diary, the actual gate to hollow earth in which they found it. They talked to the certain tribes, people that were there, most likely an ancient civilization race or certain type of extraterrestrial race that lives there and keeps an eye on things. And they wanted them out. 
rightfully so because humans are not allowed in this area unless you know they reach there for some reason um it is said that richard wrote that the ufos chased them out as they got to their boats and even so much as they were driving off there's a weird illustration it's pretty funny though that's kind of (laughs) hilarious though imagine an alien shaking their cane at you saying get out of my fucking ice sheet (laughs) yeah get off my lawn Um, (laughs) so then he he kept this journal with him and then it was finally confiscated by the u.s government and uh prior to that he did a couple of writings and readings and then was gonna have a speech about the operation high jump and everything that they did there uh he passed away in his bed uh, a couple of days prior to the uh, actual reading right and then his his protege his little son eventually like 30 years later was going to talk about his dad's expeditions and his miracles and all his success and they realized that operation high jump was probably going to be one of those things on the chopping block to discuss and so three weeks before the reading from his son he was found dead in a warehouse uh, due to dehydration they say they say which is such a strange thing there's so many questions there one how'd he end up in a warehouse two how did nobody find him in this warehouse for three, three weeks for three weeks i mean you can dehydrate and die in like three days if you don't get water you know but even still like that's fucking nuts i mean there's that's also obviously a cover-up like i don't know how it could be more fucking obvious this, uh, well i mean we already have proof that the government has done cover-ups oh yeah like we should do a whole a whole segment on mlk yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. Does yeah. you know what you know what's the thing that fucked me up because we were watching that movie Nobody earlier and like yeah. this guy's stuff is covered in black ink. See, they have everything in writing, but they just cover it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 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 a lot of interesting things that have happened in recent years is one because of the large scope of the internet and the information that's available to us, we now have many sources and ways to figure out what's happened. So in previous years, the CIA and uh, the FBI were very good at covering things up because they've been overthrowing governments in other countries, especially South America, for decades. Mm-hmm. And so prior to that, they could just kind of brush it under the carpet and be like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we didn't do anything. But now we're starting to get to a point where they can't really cover up anything because we're always watching them and seeing what's going on way too many eyes way too many recording eyes and way too much information to cross reference with and now we're getting to the point where a lot of these files are becoming declassified yeah like a funny story so i work at a crystal slash metaphysical shop and the first day i was there i met this guy who uh, had access to some of the like declassified CIA documents. And mind you, you can easily look these up on the CIA website. What happens is after they've had their documents for a certain amount of decades, they become public knowledge, essentially. And so they release it to the public. So these are all documents from like the 60s, 70s, that kind of era. But there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. And this guy airdropped me some CIA documents about... Um, Basically, like their study of psychics in the CIA and how they were training psychics to use the chakra system in order to access certain capabilities, Mm. which is really interesting. But there's tons and tons and tons of declassified documents now about their sightings and experiences with UFOs and extraterrestrials. And it's pretty gnarly. Right. And I think if we're talking about like extraterrestrial or like interterrestrial beings, they probably have been here for millions, if not a couple hundred million years. I would say even longer than even longer have. than that. So mm-hmm. the the idea is, how do you communicate with someone that is so much uh, more intelligent than you? There's something that is more metaphysical to it that we probably can't even communicate them with normal, uh, like words as well as body language. It has to be mm-hmm. something more of a spiritual and kind of. I don't know, outbranching, like, yeah, like a spiritual kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like a lot of times the people that are doing this sort of interesting research into things like Antarctica and intraterrestrial beings, they're all very uh, spiritually adept people because I, I feel like this is something that exists beyond our realm of exist existence and understanding. And so it takes a trans-dimensional mind essentially to comprehend these things which is maybe why this information isn't so easily found because some people simply aren't able to see it right and you could discuss about how people are on different wavelengths and how people are on different vibrations of their own 
if you want to look up that stuff and get into it, you can, but you have to be willing to open up your mind and open up your spirit to be able to understand or even grasp some of these concepts. And so I think nowadays, uh, basically what we're seeing is that a lot of people are very much like glued to technology. Mm -hmm. People are very much like in their own little world and like they don't have that time because their jobs or personal lives or they're uh, just too distracted to be really doing those kinds of practices. That makes me think of something too, how you're talking about before about how we could possibly communicate with these beings that are way more advanced than we are and how they perceive us. I feel like the communication is something akin to how we communicate with animals. Like say your cat or your dog, you can't have a full on conversation vocal conversation with your cat or dog and understand every detail of what they're saying and they can understand every detail of what you're saying but i can still read their body language in a certain way and we have i don't know somewhat of a telepathic connection i don't know if any cat or dog owners out there can resonate with this too but you all you kind of understand what your animal needs without having it say so or say in the way that humans are accustomed to and so i feel like a lot of people that have uh well, I know that a lot of people who have had experiences with aliens or extraterrestrial beings, extra dimensional, whatever, experience a telepathic sort of communication, something that's sensing rather than hearing in your like ears with that sense. Right. It's a clear cognizance. It's kind also of thing. crazy that cats and dogs can tell if a person is bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is hilarious to me. Uh, a great piece of superstition and science getting blended together for that explanation right <clears throat> the running theory is that um cats being the creatures that they are are sensitive to the um, vibrational frequencies given off by people and in some cases there are some they do not like and so people created the superstition that if they don't like it it could be that somebody is uh giving off some sort of energy that is not supposed to be with like around you you know that makes me think of another fun cat slash alien theory is there's a theory that cats are actually sent to earth by aliens yeah and um uh, specifically a race called the lyrans yeah i've heard of this this is kind of wild but we'll probably get into that more deeply in another episode but since we're talking about cats and vibrations something interesting about cats is they actually have bits of quartz crystalline within their pineal gland and so when they purr, they're vibrating this quartz at a certain frequency that is a healing frequency. So cats literally remove negative vibes from a space. My favorite, wow. my favorite scientific uh, proven thing is that they uh, can make you feel better with their purr. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, I had some bad cramps and I brought my kitty over and had them on my stomach. They were purring and those cramps melted away so quickly. It's real. They say specifically the cat's vibrational frequency is good for muscular tension. Wow. So cat owners. They make you relax. stretching. Yeah. <sighs> well, what's underneath the lake, John? Uh, well, you know what? I'm really glad you brought it up. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just dug up some organisms not that long ago. I think it was like last year. I think it was Russia. And they were like, <laughs> this was hilarious because they were like, we're going to dig and find something in this lake. And literally every scientist was like, please don't. <laughs> like, we don't know what's in there. We don't want you to bring the sample back. Like, what if you find a virus we've never encountered? We don't want to deal with this. And um, they're like, we did it. <laughs> and so they fucking pulled out a chunk of ice that they pulled from this lake. And we're like, yo, there are organisms in this we've never seen on Earth before. And you're like, what the why would you even pull that out of the ice? And so in my mind, I was like, it's the thing. Like, you're, you've created the plot of the thing. <laughs> and now, like, we might have something terrible happening. Luckily, nothing bad happened. But they are still taking samples and observing what is alive in the ice there. And uh, in some cases, they suspect it might be, like, very, very old. Way older than we could have anticipated. And consider the implications of this is if organisms are able to survive in this extremely dry, extremely frigid temperature and climate. Imagine what that means for other planets. Yeah, so one of the uh, interesting um, arguments about searching for life on other planets is that a majority of the 
um, parameters that they're looking for include only parameters for humans to live in. Exactly. And not necessarily um, places where other organisms could survive, aka things that don't need oxygen or use, say, carbon or hydrogen or any of these other things as their main source of mm, energy. Uh, energy. And so they're arguing that why are we looking for planets where humans could inhabit it when we should just be looking for microorganisms that could survive off of something else? Mm-hmm. Because they've been proven to find them, say, in like deep oceans where they have like those heating vents yeah. where like they, they, they live around these vents because of they use that thermal energy as opposed to like other things or like um what's the other one uh not the deep ocean but like in um like dark caves where like the oxygen is very low they like figured out ways to adapt to that so there's just other things so that's that's one of the things that they're looking for um as far as like space exploration and things like that but then that but then that's like a we need to talk about we need to have an episode on ocean conspiracy theories um, yeah i have quite a few because things to there's there. a lot of things and then there's the the very large facts that we have a lot of undiscovered water and also since we're talking about hollow earth theory there's also a theory that at certain very deep points of the ocean the um it basically creates the conditions for a wormhole to possibly exist. And so there's theories that... A.K.A. the plot of Pacific Rim. Right. And so there's <laughs> theories that there are wormholes at the bottom of the ocean that lead to some sort of inner world. Okay, but like this one, I'm like, I'm, I want to believe it. And it feels like it makes sense, but I'm not a scientist. So I'm not like super sure about it. Well, like but- a lot of this stuff is quantum physics that's outside of like empirical data right you know like these are things that are very difficult to test it's they all exist hypothetically but can be observed in certain situations well the reason why i i want to believe it makes sense is because the the theory that i read was that the great amount of pressure that's created at the bottom of the ocean is combining with like elements that are within the area to create that as so it's like it's like pressure is being applied to a certain spot and then it's creating something different i don't know why that makes sense for me but i'm like yeah i'm like that could totally fuck some shit up if and open something subscribe to sort of like the universal fabric theory right that there's sort of i i see it more as a web than a flat fabric like albert einstein predicted or theorized um Essentially, like if there is an interconnected web, if you were to break one web, punch through it, you could connect to another aspect of the fabric, essentially. And so you get enough pressure in one spot. That's how black holes are created. And there's the theory that black holes themselves are just really big wormholes that exists after the dying star collapses and creates the gravitational pull to cause a wormhole slash black hole but i mean that could exist on smaller scales especially somewhere like the bottom of the ocean with insane insane amounts of pressure well this just makes me think like every time that someone has thrown the hollow earth theory or or like the theory of uh, a hole in the ocean couldn't exist to another world within the earth it's that the earth would just implode on itself if it were hollow like that but this just makes me believe what if there is a technology out there that that race uses to make sh- and ensure that the ra- uh, that that does not happen. Actually, okay, so if you have too much of a downward pull then yes, things would just collapse in on themselves. But what if there is a massive object that was creating a counteracting push? You have the pull of gravity and the push of this magnetic core which could essentially be the central sun is the magnetic core of the planet, which is actually causing a polar magnetic reaction, which balances out the fields. That way there's not a collapsing of the earth because there's equal pressure in both directions. That's what I was just thinking. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, Antarctica is scary, bro. Yeah. So, um a lot of a lot of weird things around the area most i think it's mostly sparked by the uh how hard it is to confirm things because like 
if you have like other places that have conspiracy theories you can usually go and check it out and be like mm, i don't know like you can usually do that um it's it's not like your bermuda triangle situation where like shit just keeps vanishing this is sort of like a different thing this is like um most people don't have a reason to go there or pass over or things like that but there are enough government related operations where you kind of have to like squint your eyes at it and you're like mm. i mean squint your eyes the fact that there's 30 countries that are running some sort of research operations but do we even really know what they're researching in antarctica one of the bigger ones that they claim is uh, uh weather like uh, basically global warming prevention and they're trying to figure out how fast the ice is melting um so that's one of the things they say they're doing Another one is that they they've always sort of been doing that even before global warming was that they wanted to measure um, the, the movement of the ice sheets. And then uh, a third one I saw was um, that they were looking for fossils and like organisms and things like that, which is what that team found uh, the, when they were like, yo, there's an underground lake here that like nobody's touched. And it's like they op- they they said that they like dug in and that they had, like nobody had been in there probably for like a couple thousand years and so that's why they were very surprised to find things just alive it was like a frozen like microorganism soup that they found right which i don't know why but that sounds like terrifying to me because i'm just like yo what if they really did find something awful in there you know, some sort of flesh-eating parasite. You know, yeah, like... Wild shit like that. Because, like, or what if... Yeah, what if something exists... What if they got certain things wrong and, like, something... Like, a huge extinction happened because of a virus and not because of, like, other things? It's actually much more prob- probable that any sort of extinction-level apocalyptic event would coincide with some sort of virus being released, like... I think a lot of people were terrified about COVID in the beginning for that specific reason. Yeah, I mean, because you because had... because there's so much discuss about biological warfare and then just the fact of plagues existing. And then there's the whole zombie craze, which ties directly right. into that as well. Well, didn't the Black Plague kill like a third of the planet? Which is like an insane amount of people. Fun fact, the Black Plague still exists. Yeah, yeah. Just... In more <laughs> um, remote locations and third world countries, I know... Uh, Madagascar had a spike in bubonic plague. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, scary. Um, uh, as far as other theories go, uh, or any other conspiracy theories, they're kind of like smaller-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, but I feel like we we talked about most of the big yeah, players here. Yeah, most of the big ones. What's happening in recent days is that um, there is a growing community of people who like to observe things on Google Earth. And they look at the photos and maps. Oh, yeah, of that was a fun thing, too. There is a large yeah. portion of Antarctica, which I think coincides with the no fly, no swim zone that is pixeled out of all sort of uh, maps of like live maps of the area. And it doesn't exist really anywhere else except for where there are military bases, military bases across all parts of the globe usually on any sort of GPS service like Google Earth, Google Maps, are blurred out to a certain extent. And so they're doing a similar thing of Antarctica, which makes people believe that there could be some sort of base or structure that exists there. Or in this case, maybe something subterranean. Yeah, my favorites are uh, people who are like, uh, oh man, a UFO crashed in the Arctic. That's what this is. Or people are like, that's a face. That looks like a face. Um, one of and the, then the pyramids. one of the crazier one, yeah, the pyramids is interesting. Although people are arguing that it's a a mountain, but of course the argument from the other people is that like it's too perfectly shaped. Yeah, I think I had brought that up earlier too. Yeah. is that nature exists imperfect imperfectly, but things that are created by intelligent design are oftentimes geometrical and symmetrical to a certain extent. Ugh. To like a design like a to a very specific design i would argue that some things are made pretty perfectly which is why you have like what is it the spiral yeah the, the fibonacci, fibonacci sequence, sequence or the golden ratio ah you, fucking nerd you have like you see it in plants is probably the the most likely location but even still no two plants are recreatable yeah, exactly they exist the in slight imperfections oh well now you're getting into the 
the weeds of of philosophy and semantics. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I get what really you're saying. Avoid it in this kind of conversation. No, not really. Well, because oh, so I think it's important to note that none of these are confirmed. Yeah, yeah all everything we discussed is theoretical uh, for legal purposes. It's speculation. <laughs> this is just, all for fun. Yeah. yeah, it's all speculation. It's hard to confirm any of it. Whether you believe it or not is up to you. It's um, fun to look up. It stuff. is. It is fun and interesting to look up. For me, it's fun because um, I'm a writer and I love uh, conspiracy theories that will kind of explore the imagination. Um, but I think in a time where we have so much info available to us, we're very easily drawn into uh, when people come up with stories and tell you a story about things. Um, and it will usually spark some conversation, whether it's good or bad. And so I think it is interesting to approach conspiracy theories with an open mind um and not kind of close them off unless you're a flat earther in which case you're yeah. a fucking idiot but <laughs> i mean we just watched that show uh uh, uh what is it inside job where the, the God, running joke is that they made flat earthers just so they would get them off the hollow earth theory yes <laughs> yeah yeah it's distraction yeah i believe uh, it that's super funny i love that it's a joke about the illuminati and how they run it yeah just to like take it there's like we're hooded figures you can't get on our fancy person yacht when the bombs yeah. drop unless you do this well now i'm thinking <laughs> about what other conspiracy theory episodes do we need we need one about the illuminati we need one about the deep oceans we need one about lizard people and we can all discuss this at a later time we need one about lizard people but uh, for now yeah. i'm we just should, we should wrap this yeah up. this is yeah, do you have any final thoughts about antarctica um Shit's crazy out here. That's all. Hey, we're not out there. Are we? I don't know. But I, if you, you want don't it, know, you don't know where we are right now. Oh yeah, we're in the. South this is an undisclosed Western, location in the southwest, in the south western hemisphere of the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, if you want to hear and listen to someone who has been on Antarctic expeditions and is still alive today, I recommend checking out the works of Brad Olson, who is an esoteric studier. And as well as a uh, world-class renowned traveler who talks about the esoteric and conspiracies as well as the Antarctic on many different podcasts across different mediums, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, or other places. Also, his website looks like the 90s. If you're looking (laughs) for the good conspiracy stuff, it's always from the fucking websites that look like they were made in the late 90s. Honestly, because they have Facts. all the shit that you... They have, like, decades of research that they just put publicly on the internet, and no one cares because they're conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Yeah, they usually will ignore it. And it's also kind of wild that the internet was not popularized until, like, 94. I would recommend two books from him. The second uh, the second edition of Modern Esoteric, which was released in 2004, and then the Future Esoteric, which was released 10 years later, the second edition of that... They're both available for like fifteen bucks on the internet. I am like like on Amazon. They're on Amazon. They're on eBay. They're in bookstores. They're also on Audible, and all that stuff. But yo, it's on Audible. Yeah. The only thing that I I could say is that I I found out about him through Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli, and that guy is a comedian. So do what you will. I'm gonna give you an NSFW for that podcast because they talk about weird shit. Anyways, uh, very informative, and as someone who had been on an expedition, it was cool to hear him try to talk talking about trying to go to the no fly, no swim area, and get caught by the military that are out there that guard that area. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's actual military in this area. I don't know who he he claims who it was in the episode, but I can't remember who guards the place. What? So I gotta look into that one a little more. I recommend their episode. I bet it's on- like a Russian special ops thing because I don't know who else would withstand that cold for that long. Yep. Oh, man. That's probably my favorite thing uh, about history and Russia is that people just could not invade it. Because it's just cold. Because of the cold Siberia. It's cold, man. <laughs> uh, not to mention that every single Russian citizen who could fight literally fought the army. <laughs> that was invading. They took, they did anything they could. It's just a fun bit of history. Go, go watch a a documentary on Netflix that explains it. They basically talk about how we've had a serious propaganda uh, retelling version of our history 
which is like America was the one who won the war and they joined. Yo, like America's honestly pretty weak. They, like, we joined in like the last three or four years of the of the war and like really didn't do that much. Also, fun fact, Pearl Harbor and why we got into World War Two is because of Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor yeah. wasn't even it's in Hawaii and Hawaii wasn't even part of the U.S. at that time. But there is a U.S. base there. I thought it was at the point. No, there is a U.S. military base on Hawaii, but Hawaii was not a U.S. state yet. Oh, okay. I think it wasn't an official state, but they had overthrown the monarch not yeah. not long before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gotcha. That's why they had the military base there in the first place. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Fucking colonizers. Well, yeah. I think I'm going to end the episode right yeah, here. Yeah, go for it. You're going to walk us out? Thank you for listening to Conspiracy Wait, I did, Hour. I, I, I got to put my tinfoil hat on. Ah, uh, yes. Get your tinfoil hats on. I, I mean, got to readjust it before I go outside. I got to sure set it to the, the outdoor settings. Get the right. Yeah, hang on. I got to adjust my antenna. Get the antenna right. All right. I think I'm good to to, to receive the I, broadcast. I tinfoil hats were to prevent things from scanning your brain. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's why I got to put an extra one on when I go outside. But you said you were adjusting the antenna. Yeah. Because That's, I have to send out vibrations too. Yeah, it's so we can communicate with each other. Yeah, exactly. Gosh, John. Gosh, don't wow. you get physics. Wow. This, is, this, is, <laughs> this is future esoteric, all right? Future. <laughs> the, the, the back in the day, that was modern esoteric. This oh, is future yeah. esoteric, all yeah, right? This is postmodern futuristic esotericism. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, <laughs> this is some Zoomer aesthetic. All right, get let's it. get out of here, Samurai. All right. Chum. Well, well, okay, well if you would like okay. to hang out with us and our chumbatas, check out the Discord. And uh, yeah, also, Samurai, check out the Patreon, where for $2 a month you could subscribe to our channel and basically get all our bonus content for free. Conspiracy Hour will be a bonus segment, as well as the Sci-Fi Corner, Monsters with Mer, Horror Games with Mitch, Cryptids with Justine, and uh, <laughs> the, the Spook House. You like what you <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we got to make another episode. Of yeah, that. what a wild episode. Uh, we have we all have different kinds of things going on there. So for two dollars a month, you can do that as well as recommend some horror content for us to review. Uh, check out all of our social medias: the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Twitters. Basically, keep in touch with us. Check out the Discord and hang out. But if you want to hang out with us, you gotta wear the right shit. You gotta wear the right clothes. The right aesthetic. Got to get that shirt from Teespring. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Not only that, but you got to wear the hat. I got my hat right here, in fact. I'm, I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> Good thing we don't have cameras. Go <laughs> join the Discord and yeah, holy argue shit. with each other on there. It's yeah. funny. Send Listen to us while we're playing video games. We just hang out. Yeah, send us some porn. Yeah, send us Talk some to us about video games. Hentai. This is an 18 and up only Discord. We, if I've yeah. any young yens, Ass yeah, get also, we talk about film discussion and analysis, so please come, come through and hang Yeah, we also talk about other shit. We're not just one of these topics. Yeah. We're like 40% more than 60-40. The other 40 is reserved for like Okay, done. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Conspiracy Hour. This has been your host, Murr. I'm Justine. <laughs> that was and awful. I'm John, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking Atlantis. Day. <laughs>